The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Spending some time reconnecting with nature this summer? Here's a camping hack from L.L. Bean to make your next trip the best yet. When putting together your gear, wrap a piece of duct tape around your water bottle. It's barely noticeable, but if another piece of gear breaks or tears, pull off your tape to make a quick patch or repair. For more camping hacks, visit youtube.com slash L.L. Bean. L.L. Bean. Be an outsider. Welcome back to Brews News. As you can see, Paul Fontaine, James B. McDaniel, and for the first time, Sam Shipman. She just finished recording Power Bombshells with Mel Gray. So that will be up on our YouTube channel, exclusive to YouTube. Uh, later tonight, we're recording this Sunday afternoon. Uh, everybody, I hope everyone's doing well. Uh, well, we'll save the how's it going and everything because I, I don't know if it's perfect for audio, but well, let, let's just get into stuff. And and I, there's just so many things that were going on. It's funny because Paul and I were, I think we were chatting on like Wednesday or Thursday going like, I don't really know if there's anything going on. And then boom, like Thursday, Friday happens. And then Saturday, there's a UFC show that we'll talk about that uh, from what I understand, the environment was, was pretty terrific. So uh, first and foremost... The show, Bruise News, we know, we don't break the news. Uh, the, we talk about broken news, and as Oliver Cop maybe said, yeah, maybe we do bruise the news a little bit. Absolutely. We're just analyzing stuff. We're just talking about stuff. So before we get going, uh, actually, you know what? I'll save this for a second. We're, we're, we're going to have some po-op news. Paul, you can close your ears. Paul Paul doesn't understand the, the NFT stuff quite well yet. I don't either. I don't either. Um, but, you know... Uh, that's the good thing though no one really does which is why it's kind of interesting because uh you know we'll 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 see if if this stuff works then we're at the forefront of it and if it doesn't then we just forget about it we're like Uh, back in the pride days when it comes to (laughs) nfts where just anything goes it's the wild west people will figure it out eventually ryan's been trying to explain it to me on in the clinch so I, i think i'm starting to get it yeah, he, I mean, uh, he bought some of the the UFC NFTs that came yeah. out. So I know, I know he's kind of getting in early. But then he said that he wanted to quickly sell them as well. So uh, <laughs> there, there's that part of it, which is how do you make money from this stuff? We we're not trying to make any money. We're trying to use it more in the space of collectibles and future utility and stuff like that. So, uh, but I'll explain it in a little bit when, when when we get into it a little bit more. All right, let's talk about the first story uh, that I want to talk about, which is. <laughs> Finally, Cody Rhodes was was uh, said to be signed. Now, we all sort of knew, like Dave Meltzer's been telling us, he's been on the books for over a week as far as having a match at WrestleMania. So that's not necessarily news that he's signed. We all assumed that he was there. He just hadn't shown up on TV yet. I was the Alex Jones of this story, Garrett. I was the conspiracy theorist. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you were saying it was like, this still could be a work. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I I thought it was a work for like the first few days. And then I was like, I don't think it is. I went back and forth, Sam, and I eventually came back to work. (laughs) I thought there was a chance that it it wasn't a work, but that he'd end up in AW, like just because WWE would pull their offer, but. Obviously, that yeah. didn't happen. Now it's for official. His, for his sake, I'm so happy that didn't happen because he would yeah, have, that would have so much. Yeah, he would look so bad for that. Okay, so we don't have to talk about him coming. We've been rumoring him. We've been talking about, oh, when's he going to show up? Doesn't look like he's going to show up on TV. It looks like the the idea is to debut him at WrestleMania. 
I'm so worried that it's going to be like John Cena and The Undertaker again because that was so terrible. I don't think it'll be that bad, but I don't like the idea of Seth, you know, being so sad. He doesn't have a match. <laughs> like, God, Seth is so dumb. But, okay, so let's talk about Cody's roads to WrestleMania. Um, it does look like a match with Seth. Uh, have you guys heard any of the rumors as far as how they're going to get there? Uh, I haven't read anything. I know there's some stuff out there, but the only thing I saw, I saw something about that. He's supposed to be on the mania after raw, but that was like really the only info that I have. So I don't know if they're going to like tease him on night one, like maybe have him be backstage or something. And then have the then have him actually show up on the second or if Rollins is going to be sad and he's just going to show up on night two and be like in his <laughs> in his trunks <laughs> ready <Rollins>. to go <laughs> yeah it it that whole idea just gives me bad memories of that John Cena and the Undertaker thing from mm-hmm. a few years ago where it is maybe the worst match of either's career uh, I don't know about the career but <laughs> such a such a poor representation of of both men and I was just so frustrated the whole thing and I hope they don't repeat it because no Cody should come in big Seth is one of the top five stars in the company like this should be really really meaningful you know Garrett uh, well I don't know anything about the build of this what you just said is Seth and Seth is one of the top stars in the company but right now he is pres- being presented on TV as such a loser that he can't even secure an appearance on a two-night WrestleMania, <laughs> and that really worries me for Cody's move here. Again, if he's coming in as a top guy, like he, sh- he should come in as a top guy, mm-hmm. I want him. I love Cody. I want him to come in as a top guy. This immediately has me worried at how he has looked like his opponent is looking like such a loser. He can't even get a talk show appearance on WrestleMania right now. So let, let, let's get to Paul because yeah. Paul is the one who watches all three hours of Monday Night Raw. I have to say I only watch half of the show. I God watch bless you, Paul. I'm sorry. But, uh, but, I mean, but, I, skip, I skip through entrances as as people famously know. <laughs> uh, so, so, Paul, give me your give me your sort of feel yeah, on this, so, this Seth yeah. uh, storyline and how it could relate to Cody. So what what James is saying, I mean, on the surface makes sense. But I mean, you know, you go back to the Cody thing and or I mean, so the Cody, the Cena thing. I mean, nobody thought Cena was not good enough to be on WrestleMania. It's just that, you know, you're not going to put him in the 50 man battle royal. You're not going to put him in a random tag team match like he's got to have something important. So, right. I think what's going to happen is Seth is going to come out and he's going to make an open challenge to anyone in this locker room or any other locker room around the wrestling world. And that's going to be, and that's, you're going to get the Cody chance because everyone knows it's Cody. And when I say everyone, it's probably like 20%, but they're loud enough that that's it'll enough. catch on. And yeah, everybody yeah. else will, yeah, follow yeah. It's like Danhausen, you know, when he debuted and people said yeah. the whole building went nuts. No, it was like 20%, but <laughs> it caught on because everybody, you know, like it's infectious. Mm-hmm. And so if they do that this week, by next week, you're going to have people with Cody signs and, and everything and maybe even do a tease of the music or something, you know. And then it's like, okay, you know that on WrestleMania you're going to see Cody. Um, now, of course, they could do what Sam said and, and you know, tease it on night one and then do it on night two. Um, you know, either way, like I, I – I know that they're there on night one. I know that because uh, Becky's wrestling on night one. So, right. um, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I know obviously they're there anyways. But uh, yeah. I think they need to make it obvious. I, I don't think yeah. like just having a cold surprise is enough with something like this, when- especially if they don't make it obvious, then that tell that maybe leans me into what James is thinking. And like Cody is going to be like a mid carter. And yeah, it needs to be like like you're like kind of both of you are saying they can make it obvious like CM Punk's debut where mm-hmm. nobody knew but everybody knew. Yeah. Yeah. Uh and that seems that that is not a bad way to do it as evidenced by how AEW has done their surprises which you know on you're not going to see the the Google searches be super high but in that particular fan base it's all everybody's talking about and I think yeah. I'm hopeful that they can do that with with Cody here as well. I think now Go ahead, Sam. I was going to say, I think they've got to do something to kind of bring the buzz back with Cody because this definitely died off. Um, It's not as hot as it was right when he left and then it took some time and then there was the maybe did Vince change his mind because he lost leverage? Is he going to end up in Ring of Honor now? And so now that we know he's coming, like I think 
<clears throat> and, you know, people kind of expected it with Jacksonville. And then obviously the Scott Hall stuff happened. So I don't know, if, you know, they decided to pull it back or if they're going to do Chicago, which is obviously a really big AEW market right now, too. Um, but I think they, they need to do something to build up buzz and make people care about Cody again, because he's already starting to get the mid Carter field, which is kind of where a lot of us expected. Like we thought he'd come in hot for a couple months and then he'd be back to where he was before he left. And at this point, it almost seems like they're setting him up for that. But if they're putting him against Seth Rollins, then obviously, you know, Seth Rollins is a top star. So I think they've got to build some buzz. So I would, I hope that they wouldn't wait until night one. Like I hope that they would kind of build. I mean, I know they keep teasing like they're the, the, his nightmare or his dreams are dashed or whatever the comment was that Corey made and they made a reference to the nightmare. So like they've been doing that, but I think, they could do a little bit more to bring back the buzz to make people really care that Cody's coming back, especially I, because we know they're going to go with the route. Like we got the AEW EVP, you know, that's coming on them. That's probably the Monday after mania <laughs> conversation, but we know it's coming, um, but they've got to build some buzz to make people kind of care again, I think. Okay. Can I push back a little bit on this? Cody's going to the mid card thing. Now, one of the, one of the ways that we know that guys will be pushed and women will be pushed is based on how big their paycheck is. Well, true. <laughs> if if Vince is going to invest in you, that is a way to make sure that you are not forgotten. I don't know exactly what Cody's making. I know what the rumors were very early on, and the rumors were very high end as far as what he was supposed to be making. Paul. Oh, I was just going to say about five, maybe. Oh, no. Oh, you're, 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 trying, you're trying to give me sign, sign language. Um, Sorry. I, uh, so, you know, what, whatever that is, yeah. it's, it's uh, you know, if we think of the two highest paid folks being Brock and Roman, and then right underneath that probably being Rhonda, um, you know, where, wherever Seth fits, wherever Becky fits, wherever Randy fits. Uh, the Miz is somewhere involved. I, I would guess that Cody is in that neighborhood. Uh, so I, I think that they are sort of forced to to do something with him. They cannot stardust him when he is one of the highest paid folks Listen, in I the like company. <laughs> uh, I really hope you're right on this, Garrett. And I and I absolutely understand the logic. Like I totally yeah. get the logic. It's great mm -hmm. logic. I just hope I hope it proves true long term. Yeah, I, I hope he has his theme music. I, I really do. The AEW theme music. The yeah. wrestling family yeah. thing. That would yeah. be hilarious if you just hear that. And Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. I also I also think if he doesn't, then Jericho should start using it. But that's a whole other <laughs> I've I've been seeing I've been seeing this from you. The yeah the, the how to how to do this character or yeah. how, how where the Jericho character character yeah to go. that's I, another topic for another day. Very, very interesting. I mean you called 2.0 being with him, so you're kinda yeah. you've kind of been well, I actually think Inner Circle 2.0. That's what right I there. said. I said the same thing, but my sister <laughs> yeah. pointed out that they probably can't yeah. use it because of NXT yeah. 2.0. But yeah, because yeah, I was like, mm. I thought it was going to literally be 2.0 written out like it's yeah. not with Inner Circle. And then they went the yeah. other route. And I was like, of course they did. <laughs> yeah. Not not to jump topics, but that's basically <laughs> what I'm about to do here. Do y'all think the renaming of, of Jeff Parker and Matt Lee was due to... <laughs> Matt and Jeff Hardy coming. They in. made a joke on BTE about it. Yeah, they made that <laughs> and joke they, there. And they and Parker said they should have a names on a pole match. Oh, Which, <laughs> give it to me. I mean, if you're yeah. gonna have a pole match, that's the pole match to have. Yeah, because I have been joking about the Adam Cole on a pole match because of yeah uh, because of Red Dragon and uh, Young. Kevin Boston. and I even, have been doing the same yeah, thing. Yeah, and you could Sam. even you could even throw in Alex Reynolds and John Silver into that because it's and so. <laughs> but yeah, I would take a names on a, a pole three way match Cole on a pole match. My Cole God. on a pole. Wow. I literally figured out the Matt and Jeff thing like on the air as we were talking, and I Matt Lee and Jeff Parker. I'm like, wait a second. Well, because yeah, I was like, are they Jeff? just going to be Lee? And, I thought they were just <laughs> yeah. going to be Lee and Parker. I thought yeah. they were going yeah. to do the WWE route where they cool. drop the first name. <laughs> cool <laughs> hand, Ange, and what? What is it? Magic something or Angelo? Something Angelo Magic Parker. Daddy. Daddy yeah. magic, Daddy the, magic. It's something insane. Daddy magic Matt, and cool hand Ange. <laughs> Daddy magic, Matt Menard. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, like Sam was alluding to, they they did the whole thing on on being the elite this week 
where I can't remember who was talking to them. And then the camera pans out and Jeff and Matt Hardy. Yeah. And Jeff and Matt Hardy are standing directly behind them. They're like, yeah, because it took me a second because they do, they lead you into thinking they're talking because they're talking about how all these great matches. And then, and then I was like, wait a minute, they're taking too long. And I was like, oh, wait, it's, it's the other Matt and Jeff. And then they panned out and then panned out further with Matt and Jeff behind Matt and Jeff. (laughs) It was really well done. (laughs) The, uh, okay, go back to Cody for a second, and then we're yes. going to move on to some AEW. Okay, so post-WrestleMania, Cody makes the big splash. They're going to explain his character. I'm going to I'll lean on Paul here because he's watching current WWE TV, and he sort of understands you know, how they do this stuff. But you, got, you both can, can pop in if you want as well. Where, where does Cody go if... Yeah we believe he's going to be at in, in the mix in the top mix I, i'm sure we all believe he's beating seth that's kind of how it has to work and if it doesn't then you know oh my god <laughs> uh, but problem. but if if we could sort of create a journey for him over the next three to six months like paul how would you how would you do that do you would you belt him fairly early like like <sighs> if, if we want him to be a, a, a top guy how would we go about this? So, okay, the way that Billy does things is that when you're in a high-profile singles match at WrestleMania that's not a title match, the guy that loses the match usually ends up facing the champion on the next pay-per-view. So that would tell me that like Seth is actually going to be the one to face Roman and lose to him on uh, you know on whatever the next pay-per-view is WrestleMania Backlash. Um, and Brock is going to take a hiatus until uh, July for Money in the Bank, you know, because they don't need him until they got tickets to sell for us. Stadium. Cody, because if they unify the belts, which is the plan, they're going to need a champion on Raw. Uh, and and so, I mean, and Dave's already hinted at it. They're going to end up just doing what they did with Triple H. So maybe they have some sort of a tournament. And uh, Cody wins. And, uh, yeah, I'd give Cody the Raw title. And he'd be the raw champion. And then when Brock comes back, he's going to probably be back to feuding with Roman, or maybe he's feuding with Cody. Maybe you have a Brock Cody match at SummerSlam. You know, I, I mean, and if that, they do that, then that talks about Cody. Yeah, he's losing, but he's in that top mix. Everybody loses the, in WWE. What is the time frame for the unification? Like, are they going to drag it out through like WrestleMania of next year? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, feel, I feel like. The day after WrestleMania, the unification is over. We're putting we're putting the belt on the new guy. Yeah. I, so I, uh, Brian Alvarez had he was talking. He had people doing Cody predictions, and like almost half the things had them promote titles and then promoting another unification match at SummerSlam. Like, yeah, yeah. Like you're going like to promote hilarious. a unification match now, split up the belts, and then do another one in three months. Like, yeah, that sounds like our, WWE. So our. Uh... <laughs> Our, our, our brother, Andrew Zarian, says WWE needs to make the Cody debut work. This is yeah. the example AEW wrestlers will use when it comes to going to WWE or not. I expect WWE to push him heavy. This is the first one to come over from AEW. This should be done properly. Calling it, he beats Rollins at Mania. Monday, there is a backstage segment where Cody and Vince are face-to-face. So... Get the uh, fast payoff. That stuff that's the work. Get the That works for me. Um and is he gonna and present then... him with a sledgehammer? <laughs> <laughs> give him back, give him back the throne yeah. <laughs> that he oh. beat, that he destroyed. <laughs> and then Andrew follows up with Cody has to face Austin Theory in order to get the title shot, maybe even playing on how Cody couldn't challenge for the title at the other place. Well, that's his own fault. <laughs> <laughs> he played himself like Freddie Freeman. They kind of have to use Freddie him, Freeman. Yeah. Freeman? We had to get the- wow, so deep for- cut. For those of you who don't know, Sam is a giant Atlanta Braves fan. Yeah. And we Me were talking about oh, my apologies. We we were talking about the Freeman thing. Uh yeah. and then the next day they, they made the trade. Yeah, so. I made a I made a tweet. Look, I love Freddie Freeman and now there's more and more stuff coming out about it. And it sounds like his agents overplayed their hand a little bit. Like it kind of sounded like Cody did. And so I made the tweet where the, with the little handshake emoji and it was like I said Cody Rhodes and Freddie Freeman and it was like overplayed their hand to end up somewhere else or something like that. Sam, that's that's a legit great analogy also for how much each of those mean to their franchise. Yeah, the Braves definitely. And AEW, like mm-hmm. the guy that Fred that was replacing Freddie Freeman, like 
in my mind, I understand this is a great move, but in my yeah. heart, my heart's broken. Yeah. Just like my heart's broken with Cody leaving AEW mm-hmm. because he's such a big part of the founding. Yeah, it is. It was, yeah, the parallels are are crazy. And I was like, I know yeah. only a small niche of fans will understand that tweet and get it. But I was like, <laughs> because as I'm listening to stuff about Fr- Freddie, I'm like, we just did this with Cody. Yep. <laughs> All right, let, let me let let me quickly talk about this po-op that we are doing and then uh and then we'll move on to the uh, Tony Khan ROH DDT stuff that uh that has come out recently. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away. Specifically, the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. I just went to my happy place. I just went to Maui, and it was truly amazing. Priceline has always been about getting you to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else, like up to 60% off select hotels in Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, so we have uh, the Poop, which I will display here. Um, it, it's not going to have the the Bruise News background here. Uh, so this is the Poop. As you can see, it's the Bruise News three twenty twenty two Poop. And so, how do you get this? So uh, you download the Poop app on whatever mobile device. It is free. Uh, enter your ENSETH address or email address. Uh, and then on the bottom right-hand corner, click on the Mint button. Select the secret word and type in capital C, O-D-Y for Cody. No spaces, capital M-A-N-I-A. So Cody Mania, one word, capitalizing the C and the M. And then the pull-up will show up in your wallet. If you have any issues with this, fightgamemediapoop at gmail.com. Poop is spelled P-O-A-P. If you mint it with an email address, meaning you don't have a digital wallet yet, it'll be reserved until you create your digital wallet in the future. It is completely free to mint, completely free to get a digital wallet as well. So why we do these things they're fun collectibles. I did one uh, with uh, Andrew, the, the aforementioned Andrew on We're Live Pal last week. We use them as sort of tokens, as uh, digital collectibles, uh, as a proof of attendance, and they may hold utility or value in the future. So as you can sort of see, we're having, we're doing all of these po-ops. We've done one for uh, the Fight Game Media Network when when the Fight Game Media Network turned one. Um, and we've done a, a few different ones. And if you can sort of see how this is going, you know, we may be giving away future things based on if you have a certain POAP or not. So go get it, um, go claim it and uh, and mint it and all that jazz. And uh, it it will it will it will play into things uh, down the line. OK, now let's get to the uh, the the next thing that I wanted to talk about, which is. Uh, this Cody, uh, this Tony Khan story, where now Tony Khan is booking an ROH pay per view against Rampage, and we were, all, <laughs> we were all kind of wondering how this was going to work. In that, you know, what what is ROH? What is Tony buying? How is he looking to utilize the brand? And so they they are going to run shows they are running a pay-per-view uh there is a match already a big main event match that they've been building ftr and the briscoes so let me start and we'll we'll go from uh the bottom left to uh all the way up to paul sam uh is there anything that you can gleam are there any predictions you can make from what we know about roh so far and how Tony Khan may build this, rebuild this company, this brand. 
That's a really good question. I think that, you know, Supercard of Honor is probably going to kind of set the tone for whatever he is planning to do with it. I do think it's a good thing that he has been upfront about how much he respects the history of ROH and uh, that he's not, it doesn't, he's not just, it's not like a feather in his cap. Like he's not, I think he's going to make a serious effort to, uh, to properly book them. Um, he's already done it with a, you know, the big match that he's already announced. Um, they've been kind of teasing that on Twitter for months now. Um, this seems, I kind of think this was probably the plan before Tony bought um, ROH because they've been planning it for, they've been talking about it for so long. Um, I'd like to see him bring in some guys. Like I want to see Dalton Castle back. Like that's who I, that's one of the people I associate with Ring of Honor um, now. Um, obviously Jonathan Gresham, who we just found out before we came on here, he just won the Progress World Championship. Um, so I don't know how that plays into, you know, whatever their plans are. Clearly I was like, I'm sure Tony was aware that this was going to happen. Um, so I don't know how he, he plays that. So there's a lot of wrestlers that he can bring in. And there's even, cause you know, Dan, Danhausen was an ROH <clears throat> right before all of this. So maybe, you know, they have something with him over there. So I don't really know where they're going as far as this first card, but I, I think that they have to kind of do all big matches because this is going to set the tone for whatever he's going to do next. And so he's got to kind of really go all in, so to say, not no pun intended. <laughs> and so, and I think, um, cause we talked about how rampage will be on uh, at 10 o'clock and that, I think the ROH show was at eight o'clock that night. So they're obviously pre-taping rampage. Um, so hopefully that gives him a little bit more time to kind of focus on ROH, but I think he knows that he has to deliver and he's got it. He's not only making the AEW fan base happy. He has to make the ROH fan base happy and show like what he plans to do with it. I think. All right, James, you've been following AEW very closely. You've been following Tony's booking. You've been following how he does uh, business. What are your thoughts on this whole situation? First of all, as it relates to that in particular, Tony has way too much on his plate. He doesn't need <laughs> ROH booking on his plate as well. That needs to go to someone else. I don't care who else. Samoa Joe, Christopher Daniels, I don't care. Yeah. Somebody else. I'm really excited about this. I love the purchase more than most people. I think ROH has a lot of value. Mm -hmm. It was essentially the number two fed for almost 20 years. The reason it fell off, the reason it started to die is because of AEW. AEW created a talent war where, where between them and WWE, everyone got snapped up. If they own it, that's no longer a problem. They can let talent go there. They can, they can bring in talent that may not quite work on AEW, like the Briscoes, who, who Warner Media does not want on one of their networks they're perfect to be the big stars they've already been in roh i think it's great for the library as well because now you have hundreds if not thousands more hours of aew superstars from their time in aew to and help a pitch. bunch of wrestling themes yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly um i hate that they're going head to head with rampage but look half of rampage's audience is well a third watches it on dvr anyway now an extra 20,000 will watch it on DVR. I don't think it's actually a big deal. I really, I really, really want to see the Briscoes FTR. I will be one of the people watching it on DVR later that night or the next day. And I don't think it'll have that big of an impact. Paul, you and I have a little bit of a disagreement about how ROH will be utilized. Mm -hmm. So give, give your big picture look here and then I can, sure. I, I, we, we can, you we can, can have a little bit of a debate. And you can tell me how... <laughs> um so my my thinking and so i had a theory like when this was first announced like i think we heard numbers of something like 25 to 30 million dollars was the the purchase price or something like that which seems on the surface like an overpayment but i think what they what they've done is they've taken they've built in um the uh, rights to the programming as part of the purchase price so a tony khan agrees to provide them with maybe three programming at a rate that they determined that they determined between the two of them so maybe they place a value of three million dollars on this annually on this programming even though it's not really worth three million but it makes it build up the per the actual purchase price to more than what it actually is you see stuff like this in business all the time so essentially they just keep doing what they've been doing and that's running shows you know maybe monthly maybe weekly you know whatever taping the footage airing it it on Claire stations and then you know making a little bit of money on the iPay-per-views and the 
um, the ticket sales. Yeah, and you've brought up Garrett. It's not a lot of money, but it keeps the brand going and it keeps his talent busy. The expenses are minimal. They're not paying any extra for talent because they have about 130 wrestlers under contract right now, and they have three hours of network of primetime television to showcase them. They've got three three hours of elevation every week featuring talent that could very easily be in ROH. Um, I look at guys like House of Black um, that I would throw on there. FTR, we've hardly ever seen lately. Santana and Ortiz have barely been featured, although they look like they're going to need a program now. But, I mean, I could go on. Like, there's a number of talent. And then you build these quarterly or maybe six-a-year pay-per-views that would be similar to an NXT TakeOver, which I really think a lot, like Tony Khan, a lot of what he's doing he's looking at what triple h was doing in mm-hmm. nxt from 2015 to 2019 and and looking at that and, and that was successful like they lost money because they had the cost of the pc and they were overpaying for talent to keep them from going to new japan and roh tony's going to be using talent he already has under contract and he doesn't have a pc to pay for so that's why i think they could actually not lose money they're not going to make a ton but they won't lose money and he's got a developmental brand and and he keeps the ROH with. Okay. Paul, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Paul, I think this is a tiny, tiny part of this. Really tiny, but I think it's worth mentioning. I don't know if you've seen this uh, like I have and Kevin Ely has, but I've seen a lot of wrestlers in AEW regress work-wise. Now that they're getting yes. paid to work maybe once a week, sometimes once a month, you see people who never would have looked bad in the ring look bad. Even Thunder Rosa, who's one of the most active talents they have, through some of the worst punches I've ever seen in that cage match with and her, her cage match win for the title. And these people need to be out there working multiple times a week, like they would have in the old days. And this is just another opportunity to get people time in the ring. Okay. So my, my debate with Paul wasn't on fundamental, fundamentally what he is saying. I, my, my disagreement is more based on, if Tony Khan is going to be spending his time with another wrestling brand, I think in his, the way that he does things, he is going to want to make it the biggest and and best possibly that, that he can. He's going to want to utilize that IP to make it bigger than it ever was before because he's, got the blueprint of how he built AEW and how he's done things and he's got the money like there's really no that's it's almost endless in, in a sense I don't see him doing like oh yeah we're just going to follow this ROH um blueprint that they've been doing and that they've been eh sort of on the radar at times sort of not on the radar at times I don't get any Sinclair television channels. So if that, if Paul's plan is is still the plan, I wouldn't be able to see the show unless I then went to a different app to then watch. And then you get into like this thing where, you know, the reason AW is successful is because they have cable television, right? Like that's the thing that made them. So I just can't imagine that we go, okay, we, we invested in this property and now we're just going to, give it the same problems that it always had when Tony Khan, the the billionaire family has the money (laughs) and maybe now the connections to make this product bigger than it ever was. That is my problem with with that, with that argument. Uh, Again, who knows what's going to happen and and we'll, we're going to have to wait and see, but we'll get this pay-per-view. It's really the first step into the future for, for this brand. And look, the NXT model, I think is, is pretty, is a pretty attractive way. If that is a way to get a, a digital streaming uh, place, like it, if one of these, you know, HBO Max, whatever, if if the idea is like, oh, we're going to bring these X number of wrestling fans onto your service who are going to desperately want to watch ROH, maybe that is something. But otherwise, I just don't see them doing it small time because everything Tony Khan has done so far has been big time competing with the biggest company in the world like you can't shints on this stuff because then people will think that you are not big time and the idea for aew is that they are just as big time as wwe and that's how you have to present it to the fans my thoughts on this garrett is uh and i keep i keep going back to this is true tv 
True TV is a third Warner Media brand. You don't want to put AEW on True TV because True TV averages 189,000 viewers. And so it, no matter how well they did, if they got 300,000 viewers, which would be huge for, for True TV, it would look bad for AEW to get that few viewers. ROH, though, you put that on True TV, it can potentially blow the average numbers out of the water, getting 200, 250, 300,000. And it's just right there for the taking. I think Warner Brothers would probably enjoy it. And if you look at the True TV lineup right now, it is nothing but Impractical Jokers reruns <laughs> and Tacoma FD. And you know what that sounds like to me? It sounds like Spike TV. It sounds yeah. like UFC yeah. era, WWE era, Spike TV. It's an absolute perfect home for wrestling. And if they don't take that spot, potentially someone else could grab that spot. We've seen a lot of that in the past with both WWE and UFC buying companies legitimately to just take TV slots from other companies. And so whether they start with Sinclair or not, I think once it's going a little while, that is the absolute perfect spot for ROH. And that's a network that most everybody has, whether they watch it or not. Just about everybody's seen Impractical Jokers just flipping channels. It's there and it's ready and waiting. I saw Impractical Jokers live one time. Did you? How was it? It was fun. I, I don't I don't know I didn't know time. the show I didn't know the show very well. Buddy had an extra ticket and was like, you you know, you wanna want, want to roll? It's pretty fun. I was like, Yeah, it was fun. It, it was sounds a fun like show. a good time. Yeah, good time. Sam, did you have any thoughts? Um, I can see both uh arguments. I really me personally as a fan, uh hope they go the NXT route because that time frame when NXT was hot, that was one of my favorite things I was watching. I don't have access to Sinclair uh, now. I have had it in the past, and that's a part of the reason I've had not had, you know, access to ROH on and off is just not having a way to get to it. And I know it was on Fight TV, and it was only an hour. And sometimes I would remember to watch, and then sometimes I wouldn't. <laughs> so I think a True TV type thing would be perfect because I think True TV is more accessible than Access, right? For Impact. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I think True TV makes sense. I understand Tony is probably going to want to go all out and invest and do a whole lot of things to it. But if he's going to go the NXT route from a few years ago, then I think that's the best thing for everybody um, as far as, you know, the quality of matches we'll get, the story time, storytelling, uh, the wrestlers who will be involved. And like you said, he's already got all this talent. Maybe we'll do get some more. Maybe we can figure out how to get some women <laughs> In there yeah. and give them some tv time <laughs> there's a lot of good ones out there available right now yeah there, there are a lot yeah. by the way pre-aew purchase of roh i don't think i would have bought this pay-per-view i imagine there's gonna be some surprises on that show mm, absolutely. and you know Tony i think can't it, help himself yeah exactly <laughs> exactly I, I'm, hope, I'm hoping to be there live and well, i was not planning on going to the show when i originally made my mania plans and now i, I like I'm trying to get comp, but I might just buy tickets. I, after well, I my think, comment about them, I probably aren't going to get comp. <laughs> <laughs> I think so, being in Dallas, there's good, there's so many people that are going to yeah. be there that they're going to have to, they're definitely going to pull somebody, I would think. Because, yeah. I mean, especially because you have New Japan running there as well. I mean, they may not, now that the other thing has happened, I don't know how that affects that. But, you know, there's being in Dallas, there's they've got to pull somebody, I, I would think. I'm, I'm really curious to see what the Rampage booking is going to be like that night. Like, we might see a Sean Dean <laughs> main event Listen, there. It might be Sean straight Dean, up dark. But let him there, give him his moment. Him. I, like, I enjoy dark, so. Oh, he's going to be Wednesday, though. We could yeah. get a Rick Rude situation where yeah. you have <laughs> they're on Rampage. FTR's going to pull double duty. Yeah. FTR's going to open Rampage. Brody King, I would almost guarantee it. Oh yeah, Brody, absolutely. Yeah, you have to have. Yeah, Brody, yeah. he yeah. got so big, you know, right there at the end. So I think yeah. they definitely should do that. Probably right. have a young bucks appearance. And uh, just more recently was just the announcement. We don't have a lot of information, but Christopher Daniels uh, went on Twitter, and it was on the DDT Twitter feed, and um, he said that they have come to some sort of agreement to bring DDT's wrestler to the U.S. And I think there's going to be some flip backwards sort of some of the AEW wrestlers go back to, to DDT. So there is some working arrangement there. And we'll bring up Andrew Zarian again because he had mentioned, now he had told me this on uh, We're Live Pal a few weeks ago, that someone in WWE thought AEW was going to have <laughs> access to a global company's uh, digital library for a possible future streaming service of sorts. Then the ROH thing happened, so I just assumed that that's what they meant, that it's the ROH thing. Andrew thinks that it could be something like DDT where maybe they do get 
the license of of the hours of the wrestling to put on a future streaming channel as well. So that could be this could be even a bigger play. I, that I don't know that uh, he 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 was just sort of thinking back to that conversation that he had. So um, does is this? It feels I know to maybe a niche of a niche of a niche audience. This is probably pretty big news to me as someone who doesn't follow DDT. It's kind of one of those eh, kind of cool. Well, you know, well, I'm sure it'll make some people happy, but it doesn't seem like a like a big thing to me. Do I any anybody feel differently about that? Uh, go ahead. Go ahead, Sam. <laughs> um, I myself don't watch DDT. I have been told i probably should i've seen things i've seen like clips and stuff on twitter and i always enjoy it and i have it but i have friends who watch it and they're excited about the news and they are people who don't watch wwe they do watch AEW, but they do so they they subscribe to other services and things like that so they would probably especially because they are AEW fans if they could if that is where they're going with that they would probably be happy about that um i'm hoping that that i definitely think that's probably going to mean that maki ito is back which i'm very excited about um i hope that they involve the women this time and do it more than they did with forbidden door because that didn't happen and we were asking for it and we didn't get it so i'm hoping with this that this will mean more opportunities for the women and i think it would be really cool to see people some of these you know some of the aw wrestlers in japan that maybe i'll finally get around to checking out a show and i think D uh, ddt is a lot of like really fun stuff like orange cassidy dan Housen type of things um so like i think that so maybe it is super niche, but I think it's, you know, com competition is good. Um, exposure is good. People, there's not many places to wrestle on TV um, as it is even in just the U.S. And so I think, you know, I think it could be a really good thing. Um, I'm going into it with a positive mindset and hoping that, you know, it ends up being something that could be really cool. And maybe, you know, it makes some Japanese wrestlers, you know, maybe it gets them a, a you know, a better um you know, maybe exposure here, maybe there'll be some bigger stars here, um, kind of like what happened with New Japan when Cody and uh, John Moxley and just different things. And even Jericho was going on over to New Japan and it got, you know, people got super, some people got really invested in that. So maybe the same thing happens with DDT Pro. Right. Andrew corrected me live on the air. Live on this, <laughs> the streaming. Andrew said international pro wrestling promotion. So I said global. It was actually international. So thank you, Andrew, for correcting me. And then we also have another note from uh, Adam uh, who says Orange Cassidy versus Sanshiro Takagi Stadium Stampede. I don't know Takagi, but well, what you're saying, Sam, is with you know the, the way that they do wrestling, Orange Cassidy would seem like a really good fit over there. Yeah. By the way, shout out to Adam. Shout out to Andrew, Keisaku, Lou, Lewis, uh, the Shadow Ranger, all the folks who are watching us live. Very much appreciative. All right, James, you had a quick thought. Uh, I, I'm excited about the DDT thing just because it's a new, it's an opportunity for me to see wrestling I'm not mm -hmm. currently watching. I mm -hmm. also think it's a good idea for AEW. I think we disagree on that, Garrett, because anybody from DDT, they put on AEW television and then they have hours of streaming content in the library of that person. That's now all of a sudden extra hours of AEW superstars, or at least that's how, it's can be, how it can be presented to a streaming service. Just like DDT doesn't mean anything to anybody, uh, Mid-South doesn't mean anything to most of America, but that Mid-South footage in WWE's vaults, that is WWE superstars. They're in Mid-South from back in the day, and that's, again, numbers they can provide, and they need to build up those numbers to get the streaming service. Like I said, anybody from that that we've never heard of, they put on AEW TV, that is video footage of AEW superstars. Mm. Paul, last last thought before we move on? Uh, so I think the crossover between American fans of DDT that are not already <laughs> fans of AEW is probably less than the number of people in this room. Um, and I'm talking about my room. So, you know, <laughs> Um, so, you know, I, I don't see how this really helps AEW other than what James said, you know, which, which again, you know, if they're purchasing the library, then that's early, that's great. early Omega footage. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, but I think it really helps DDT. So, I mean, if AEW has a vested interest in how DDT does, and maybe, you know, maybe this involves purchasing, you know, a, a minority ownership in it or something or helping them, then yeah, then, you know, it's, it's both sides helping each other. But as we've seen where, where you have these kind of, mergers or whatever you want to call it working agreements they always favor the bigger company um so, so yeah. you know 
So uh, also shout out to Jordan who's who's watching. He says Danhausen versus Yoshihiko, <laughs> the DDT sex doll should headline double or nothing. Now now look, I'm all in, Jordan. It, all in. It, that style yeah. of wrestling very much um, can be frowned upon by certain fan base, right? But like by like, certain, I, I, I don't mind. I didn't Kota Bushi have like a three star match with a sex doll like a few years ago in a Dallas or something? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was like the right. mid, it was like the midnight show. Like you had yeah. like the show that's after midnight. <laughs> uh, so I, I guess the thing that I would say is there's a there's a fan base who will frown upon that stuff, um, but there's a fan them. base there's there's a fan base who is open to that stuff, and I think AEW will have to be very careful about mixing the two because a lot of what they do, like you know, it, it has to be. Uh, it has to be yeah, they have to pick their spots right you can't have nothing but wackiness for uh you know for a 30 minute segment and then go into something serious like there is a variety show aspect that i think really works with aw mm-hmm. but the the overly silly stuff the american audience i don't know if it is really in tune to it yet so you'd have to sort of gradually you know get some acceptance uh, but there's other comments that, so andrew mayor mentioned uh, Noah is also owned by the same parent company that owns DDT, so there could be some synergy there. Um, and then, uh, and then, yeah, and then Adam popped in and said uh, DDT has a lot of wacky stuff. They have the giant pandas and did Minoru Suzuki versus Takagi in an empty Tokyo Dome, and of course Yoshihiko the blow up doll. It's weird and niche, but it can go. All right, so let's move on uh, from uh, from this topic and. And uh, let's talk a little bit about something that is near and dear to Sam's heart, which is New Japan Strong. They just announced for a Chicago match. Uh, Will Ospreay called him out. John Moxley accepted. Uh, what is the date of that show? It's April, April 16th, 16th, I think. It's in Chicago. A Fight TV pay-per-view. Yet another show that I probably would not have purchased, which I'm, th- I'm probably going to purchase now, at least even if I can't watch it live. Uh, and... What do we think? You know, this is kind of like the the dream stuff that we were thinking was going to happen before the pandemic kind of blew everyone's plans away. But, you you know, we've never seen this match before. John Moxley, Will Ospreay under the New Japan Strong umbrella, which means a specific style of wrestling. Uh, James, any early thoughts on on this match? It's just very simple that I am so excited. I feel like I'm living in a, in a kind of a semi-golden age of professional wrestling where we're getting things like this on a regular basis. I'm just excited that it's happening, that they're able to make this happen with John Moxley's a major player in a major organization and having the freedom to go out and take dream matches like this. I'm just giddy like a little kid in a candy store, man. I'm just happy about it. Sam? you i imagine this is right up your alley <laughs> yeah it is um because i was kind of already interested in the show anyway i uh just because i had heard some of the now of course i can't remember the other matches off the top of my head but um anytime john moxley is involved in new japan it's a good thing um he definitely like we get a certain john moxley in AEW, which i love but a john moxley and a new japan is a different john moxley and it's a different he he just goes to a different place i think and he just turns it up a different notch I think Will Ospreay is not really the type of person that you would see, you would think against John Moxley because he does just because of a lot of the things that he does. Um, but I think it can work. And I think, like you said, it is a dream match. And I know, like, it, it made when you said it was a dream match, it reminded me of a while back before uh, when CM Punk was not wrestling. Will Ospreay had said, uh, I think Will Ospreay had said he wanted to wrestle CM Punk and that became a conversation on Twitter was that, you know, that would be a dream match. Like if CM Punk came back, could be so that it could potentially happen now at this point, like this is something that could happen. And so I think that it will be a really great match. I definitely I've heard that the show is now sold out. Um, I think it was almost sold out, sold out, but I think once the John Moxley match got made, I think is when it, it actually sold out. Um, so that shows you what <laughs> But kind of uh, draw John Moxley has, and he's like I said, and 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 the strong t- style type of wrestling. He's already going to be doing blood sport, like we've seen that type of stuff with him. So I think the more Moxley, the better. <laughs> and so I'm just really excited to see him in strong. So anytime we can get him in New Japan, I enjoy it. So for the podcast listeners, the chuckling is because uh, <laughs> Adam made a comment that we put on screen, which says Moxley in trunks is his Finn Balor demon. 
<laughs> so, <the laughs> Adam that. is on Adam is on fire in the comments. He is. Today, thank you. Thank you for that. It made me completely lose where I almost made me lose where I was going with that. So thank you. All right, Paul. In uh, in an age where we have so much wrestling, you're going to be at WrestleMania. This is yeah. two weeks after WrestleMania. Sort of another big time match. Uh, are, are, can can we even get excited about it now? Because it just feels like there's so much stuff coming through. But I mean, Moxie and Osprey is a giant match. It is. And I mean, for me personally, and again, I realize that there's an audience for that. And obviously, Sam and James are really excited for it. If this was, I would be way more excited if it was an AEW or in New Japan proper on a service I'm already paying for um you know or had some sort of stakes like oh it's for the njpw united right. states title or you know whatever so for me like it's just a match and i mean and there's we seemingly get these like every weekend and it's great like again there's a market for that and it's awesome that people can see it for me it's like there's so much stuff i'm already watching that i'm probably not going to spend 40 bucks to get a pay-per-view just so i can see a great match like I, I, it has to have some sort of personal stakes for me. Um, but, but again, I'm not, I'm not crapping on it at all. Like it's, it's awesome. And obviously it moves tickets and, and great. And if it means we get out, maybe that means we get Osprey in, in AW. I'm all for that. I love Will Osprey um, or an ROH, you know, or whatever, like somewhere. Um, but right, yeah, it's, we're, it's awesome. We're going to let Sam go here in a second when, we, as we focus the last segment of the show to ROH, but I just remembered the New Japan Cup uh, is ongoing, <laughs> and last night's show, or I guess it was this morning, uh, we had Okada versus Shima, and Okada moved on. And in the surprise to me was that Naito beat Jeff Cobb. Ooh. And the reason why it's just a surprise is because I was talking to uh, Dave Meltzer on Friday, and he said, we, you know, we both were trying to sort of figure out where they were going, and we, we, we assumed that Cobb was going to beat Naito and then beat Okada and then maybe lose in the finals so that we set up a couple of different contenders. But no, Jeff Cobb loses to Naito. Okada beats Shima, and uh, they move on to the, I guess this would be the final four on that side of the bracket. And we still have Zack Sabre Jr. against Will Ospreay, which I believe is... Tonight slash tomorrow and Shingo Takagi against Hiromu Takahashi also tonight slash tomorrow. And then the big uh, final four and then the finals is uh, next weekend. So very interesting. I, I tried to I tried to watch uh, Cobb and Naito this morning and then I ran into stuff and still haven't finished it. But I'm, this is where I'm picking up the New Japan Cup. So I will watch from here on out. Has anyone else watched, by the way? I have been trying to make it a point to get to it, but I just haven't with everything else going on. And I would really like New Japan to put up the individual matches instead of because it would make it so much easier because I'm not going to watch the whole cup. There are yeah. certain matches I've been told to uh, that I've heard good things about because it's hard to see because now New Japan won't let people post gifts and things like that. So it seems like it's a little bit harder for me to get. Usually people are talking about it. And so it seems a little bit harder to get some information about it. So I definitely want to see some of the cup matches and it would just be a lot easier if they would break them down so maybe i'll just end up watching the final i don't know <laughs> but i want to see it because there i know there's some good stuff there it's just a lot going on there's so much great wrestling now i feel like i'm always a week behind on everything but yeah. aew like mm -hmm. I, I finally have access i got to see some great impact matches this week for the first time in a while mm -hmm. and i'm really hoping i can catch up with the new japan cup here over the next couple of days uh, all right, Sam, we're going to let you go, but uh, tell us a little bit about what to expect on Power Bombshells, which will go up later tonight yeah, so exclusively to our YouTube channel. So this uh, show, we talk a lot about New Japan Strong, about the last two episodes, including uh, Jay White's uh, J.E., uh, his... Uh, the, his US of J challenge that he's been doing. He faced Swerve. Um, this was pre-taped before Swerve showed up in AEW. So that was a really good match. Uh, there was a banger of a match that we weren't expecting in Ren Narita and Buddy Matthews. So I will tell people to go out of their way to watch that. I didn't expect that to be as good as it was. Uh, we talk about Thunder Rosa winning. We talk about um, QT Marshall's comments a few weeks ago about women's wrestling. 
Uh, so I had some thoughts about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so we had a really good show and I didn't get to say it. Uh, I forgot to say it on there. And so when I say it on here, um, I'm not watching the Crockett Cup, but uh, Darius Lockhart is wrestling tonight for the NWA Junior Heavyweight Championship. Uh, Darius is a longtime favorite of mine. I've got to watch him wrestle locally for years. I think he's phenomenal. So just want to, I'm wearing his shirt right now. Hope he does well tonight. And so just wanted to give him a quick shout out before I leave. And you can follow Power Bombshells on Twitter at Power Bombshells, and they're they're they'll tweet out whenever they do shows. Are, yeah. are we have we figured on a schedule? Is it going to be a Sunday I think, Sunday night schedule? I think it is going to be a Sunday mm-hmm. thing. Um, that's kind of what works for our schedule. So I think we are going to stick with with Sundays or Sunday afternoons and have it come out on Sunday night. So I think that is the plan for now. We are going to do some stuff during Mania Week. We're going to do a special show on Sunday that will probably be a little bit earlier and then i think there's going to be some twitter spaces stuff too so definitely make sure you're keeping up with fight game media social media and power bombshells twitter because we will definitely let you know where where we'll be yeah we got a whole menu of things for (laughs) wrestlemania week so we will announce all of that stuff uh i guess we'd have to announce it next weekend uh, leading into the Monday, because uh, the the Monday show will be the Raps uh, WrestleMania preview. So we're we're coming up soon with any everything anything everything WrestleMania. And like you said, we're gonna try to do the first live stream with you and Mel. Shout out mm-hmm. to Mel, and uh, it'll be dur- it'll be before things happen on yeah. Sunday. So yeah, we'll we'll we'll, we'll get some live uh, chatting with uh, Sam and Mel and people. It'll be interactive, just sort of like how this show is. Yeah. So. All right, uh, Sam, thank you for uh, joining in, and uh, we'll see you me. later tonight okay. on uh, Power Bombshells. Bye, right, thank you. Hi, Sam. All right, so uh, let's finish this up. Uh, in Let's talk about some UFC. And I mentioned this with uh, Big Dave on Friday, but this Conor McGregor interview that he did on his YouTube channel, calling out Kamaru Usman, and we broke down a little bit about why why would he want to do battle with Usman, uh, and and Dave says Connor's businessman, and he sees Usman is actually a ticket seller and a pay per view seller now because of his excellence. Uh, but but Paul, we'll we'll go first, then we'll talk. Then James, you can add in. Is this is is this a, is this a real thing? Is this something that could possibly happen, or is Connor just throwing out a name? Well, I mean, it, it'll happen if UFC wants it to, um, and I mean, it'll draw. Uh, it's going to piss a lot of people off because by there's no no rational reason <laughs> Connor should get a title shot, but I mean, it's an easy title defense for Kamaru and it's, yeah. it's good money. And it's probably other than Masvidal or one of the Diaz's, it's probably Connor's biggest money fight right now. So, you know, if, if, and maybe he, you know, he's got a puncher's chance, I guess, <laughs> but a very small one. Paul, do you see this? If this match happens, do you see this as the UFC trying to squeeze the last bit of money out of Connor on the way out. Cause everybody knows he has, like you said, a puncher's chance. And that yeah. is it against Kamaru Usman. Like there's lots of other big fights they could make where he'd have a shot. Like the Nate Diaz trilogy, yeah. which Nate doesn't seem to want. If this happens, that tells me that they think this is kind of the last ride for Connor. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. And that's why I don't think it's going to happen because I think, like you said, there is big money fights out there for Connor Masvidal, the Diaz, you know, the Diaz is if it's a last shot, if he's got one fight left on his deal. And I think he's got, I think he just signed a new deal for like maybe five or six fights. If Ryan was watching, he he could correct me on that. But um, so I, I think that, you know, on the last fight that he would do it and then he'd probably go do the Triller thing or you know like maybe try to get in you know against Golovkin or something um you know to get to get big money um and and then retire you know uh he's got more money than God so you know he doesn't need the money but he'll always take it like you the thing is I like as to will this happen Connor would fight anyone like anyone yeah Yeah. like the Connor's not scared of anyone I think Connor believes he can beat anyone but there is no worst matchup in the UFC. To me, this is worse than Khabib. While Kamaru might not be as technical as Khabib, he makes up for that in his size. Like, he's such a bigger guy. He will annihilate Connor. And again, I don't think Connor's done done. I don't think he's championship level anymore. He can still beat most people, but he doesn't want to fight most people. He wants title shots. He wants the big money. I think he's right that Usman now feels like kind of maybe the best pound-for-pound guy in the UFC right now. I believe he's still completely undefeated. 
Um, yeah. but man, that's that it's just the, that means it's the beginning of the end for Connor if this happens. Okay, yeah. here's a question for me. We just saw Colby Covington beat Masvidal. Covington versus Connor is not a bigger fight than than Usman. I think it actually is. I think that would be a big money fight because people want to like Connor. People automatically hate Colby Covington. I'm kind of surprised that's not the fight he called out. I there's a reason why, and my my memory is failing me. But I brought this it might up with just Ryan. Be the title. Well, I I brought this up with Ryan, and there's a reason why, and I, I can't remember what it is, and I wish he was here. But there's a reason why that's not the fight, and and I don't Tune know why. Tune into Tune yeah. in the end the Tune clinch. In the the clinch. I'll, I'll, definitely, I'll definitely ask Ryan on Monday. Paul, uh, Paul's because, uh, failing memory is good marketing. Yeah, but right. I, yeah, <laughs> but I think it it it's something to do with the something between the two of them. I think. Okay. Yeah. And there is the draw. Like I think there yeah. is a, a money draw in the fact that if Connor were to win, like you said, if the puncher's chance worked out, first three time, first three weight champion, I believe in UFC history. And I, yeah. I think that would definitely draw some eyes. And there's a lot of people that, that absolutely will go in thinking, oh, Connor's going to wipe the floor with this guy because there always is. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I find Connor fascinating. I think a lot of people find Connor fascinating. When I saw the Usman thing, I was like, oh, my God, that, that, that just sounds like death. Yeah. But when, when Dave said Usman is actually a giant draw for them now, then it makes a little bit more sense because mm -hmm. of, of what Connor is, is is there for and what he wants. I still feel like, you know, th there's still money in, in Masvidal. There's still money in Nate Diaz. But maybe, you know, maybe going through a war with Nate Diaz is is less of a of something that he would want to do than just to get sort of ground and pounded for, for three rounds yeah. and then yeah. be done with it. I don't know. And especially Masvidal is a winnable fight for Connor. Connor can absolutely beat Jorge Masvidal. It could go either way, but he's in that fight where he's absolutely not in this fight. And I wish that was the fight that was coming. All right, Paul, I know you want to talk a little bit about yeah. the show from yesterday, but we won't spoil too much because you're going to be able to talk about yeah. that uh, in, in, in great depth with, uh, with Ryan on uh, in the clinch, but uh, yeah, talk about it. We, you know, we looked at that card and we were like, wow, there's like not a ton on the card, but UFC's oh. hot. They, they, they sold, uh, they sold out the, the, you know, they sold lots and lots of tickets from what I understand. The environment was terrific. So yeah, quickly talk about that. Um, actually I, I would say like for a hardcore MMA fan, like yeah, we main were event. super, I'm, 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 oh, I'm okay. main event, like yeah. marquee fight. Mm -hmm. point well, well, the yeah. thing is like Aspinall. That guy, he was in the main event. He might be challenging for the heavyweight title in the next year or two. Um, he's a real, real prospect. Um, and he wiped the floor with Alexander Volkov, who is a former Bellator champion and top contender. But the guy that everyone's talking about on this show is uh, Patty Pimblett. And he, he could – it's way early, but he feels like the next Conor McGregor. Um, the, the crowd – like he was the main event to the crowd in the O2 arena, you know, 16,000 fans – chanting his name singing his song they're singing oh patty the baddie he even has a valet um you know um meatball molly mccann she fought earlier on the card and she That's won them. she got a highlight knock of the year and then all she wanted to talk about after the fight was patty the baddie <laughs> and and you know and then she comes to the ring she's still wearing her gear she's like jumping up and down screaming cheerleading at ringside to Cape have a side. hype man um, who had the best knockout of the night. You can't yeah. beat that. You can't no, beat that, Paul. No. And then he he took some early damage, came back, got a first-round submission, cut a promo after. He's dancing. He's The crowd is just eating out of the palm of his hand. And then when the show was – like, after that, there were still two more fights, and the crowd was, like, way down. Like, they were there for Patty. And uh, and to me, it feels like Connor in uh, when he fought in Boston early in his UFC career, and then the next fight after that, he headlined a card. And I think that's where we're heading with Patty Pimblett. He's probably not ready as a fighter, but he's definitely there, ready as a personality, and he's got the crowd behind him. Um, if Patty can, if Patty can just keep winning, he yeah. is the next big deal. And what I would say for anybody who didn't see this card, um, watch, just go back, watch the main card. The crowd is so hot. It feels yeah. like a big deal. The the meatball Molly McCann, which by the way, the first three times they said meatball Molly McCann on air, I was cracking up. I love yeah. that name. I love that she is down with calling herself meatball. And then the fact she immediately, immediately as soon as they interview her after this killer knockout, she starts hyping up Patty. 
that like I've never seen anything like that. And then for her to go to the back, like wipe off the sweat and come right back out in her outfit, yeah. like dancing with the crowd. It is really an electrifying moment. One of the better UFC moments in a, in the last few years, which have been hot years for the UFC. This is definitely worth going back and checking out. And yet when the Patty fight ended, I went and took care of some errands and I came back just in time for the Aspinall main event. I'm going to watch the others later tonight. Like th those two fights, Molly McCann and, uh, and, and Patty the Batty. Those are the two fights to see. The Aspinall fight's quick. It's great. I haven't seen the others, so I can't tell you. Yeah, and the the other thing I'd add is Daniel Cormier brought this up, and he looks exactly like Owen Hart in 1993. <laughs> um, you know, uh, Patty. Uh, that, that's yes. the other thing. So, yes. yeah. All right, so uh, you'll talk about that more with uh, Ryan Frederick on In the Clinch, which you guys record Monday evening and goes up into the Fight Game Media Network feed uh, very early Tuesday. Uh, but also, James, you your podcast will be up uh, probably, I don't know, midday Monday, yep. the boom with you. Is Kevin Eli back? Kevin Ely is I mean, back. Ely, sorry, He's back from South by again. Southwest. It's exciting to have him back tonight. Really excited to talk about everything from this week. And his takes on the things he wasn't there for last week. And if you want to hear me talk UFC, sportstalk977.com, the largest all-sports radio station in the state of Louisiana, Wednesday, 3.30 Central. All right. And then I guess the last thing to plug here is Paul and the Dynamite Show, the AEW yep. Dynamite Recap, every Wednesday night. We put it up on our Patreon a few hours after the East Coast airing is done. So... Uh, if you are, uh, you know, even even if you've just finished on the West Coast, it is generally, I would say, 75% of the time it is up by the time West Coast TV uh, is done watching the show. Um, but yeah, uh, so have you figured out your what you guys are going to do WrestleMania week when you're going to yeah. be out of town? So I, on the 30th, uh, Mike Gilbert is going to uh, step into my chair and co-host for me, or he'll be hosting. And because uh, Jeff wants no part of the hosting, he did it for two weeks, um, and and he's done with it. He, uh, he we had some reasons for that. Uh, and then I think on the sixth, I'll be back. But uh, you know, hopefully, maybe if I if it's looking like I don't make it back to Winnipeg by the sixth, um, then I'll probably maybe ask James to do it. But I think I'll be back. I think. All I'll right. All right. Well, uh, thank you both for, for being here. I really love doing this show. I, I don't have a set time. Like I don't have a set time or day because it's kind of based on what happens. I don't want to force topics, but I think over the next few weeks, we're going to have a ton of stuff to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and WrestleMania weekend, I'm, it, it will be on Friday because it's going to lead into some other stuff. But uh, anyways, thanks to all the people who were in the chat. Really appreciate you all. And, uh, and yeah, thanks to Paul, thanks to James, and thanks to Sam. Power Bombshells will be up later tonight in our YouTube channel. So uh, I am Double G. See you when we see you. Peace out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.